This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by J.K.L. Engineering. Whether it's heating or cooling, you can depend on J.K.L. Engineering. Licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Call them today at 401-351-7600. Listen, we still have a number of months ahead. You're going to need the heat. We don't know what's going to happen. March can still be chilly. April can still be obviously chilly. The heating season. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier, Infinity System. They're energy-efficient, they're quiet, more affordable than you think. If you're saying no gas, guess what? No problem. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, it can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. Highest rebates in the market, and they also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. JKL, Carrier Factory Authorized Dealer, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You know, for over 53 years, JKL's reputation, second to none. Technical expertise, customer satisfaction. JKL is an approved National Grid VPI installer. Call JKL Engineering today. Remember, estimates are free. Financing is available for both residential and commercial. Call JKL for a system replacement, oil to gas, for a heat pump. They're going to do it right. They're going to do it right the first time. And remember, with JKL Engineering, they'll keep it nice and cool in the summertime and nice and warm in the wintertime. Central Air is a life changer. Central Air is a game changer. And right now, estimates are free. Financing is available. Licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts, the original, the best, JKL Engineering. Call them 401-351-7600, 401-351-7600 for JKL Engineering. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online. Just uh, go to the website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com, no eyes. You can also contact me through the website. I stress that enough. As much as I stress that, you'd be surprised the number of people that say, um, how can I get a hold of you? What's your email or something like that? So just go to the website. It's all there. Uh, and then also you can, if you ever miss any portion of the show, you can also uh, go to the website, to petro.com. And then you just click on the tab at the top. They call it a dashboard. It's at the top of the page or right near the top. You'll see a radio show and radio shows. And then if you click on that, if you ever miss any portion of the program, then you can listen that way. And there are people, uh, you know, and it says, so at the very top, you'll see home. At the very top, it says listen live. So you click there and listen live. Then it says home. Then it says meet me. Then radio show, merchandise, advertise, and contact. And remember, um, this is a tough time, but this is at the same time a great way to reach people. So if you would like to support the show and advertise your business, uh, by all means, contact me. Uh, the good way to do that through the website, and then you can read everything uh, at depetro.com. I want to um, also mention, again, another happy, well, happy birthday, Patricia Westfountain. Her birthday was St. Patrick's Day. And so happy birthday to Patricia. It's an odd time for uh, someone to be celebrating either a birthday or then I, I really feel terrible i received a uh, a beautiful email from a mother who um was venting 
that this Saturday it was uh, is her daughter's wedding, and there, as you can imagine, folks, everything completely thrown off. And what do you do with something like that? And this has been planned for over a year. So, um, you know, as much as it is difficult for everyone, and everyone's trying to cope through with this is, um, how about all these people that say, you know, the, the, this is like never happened to me before. Well, it's never happened to anyone before. I mean, we are absolutely in uncharted waters. I want to point out a couple things. Um, and one of them is the situation in Newport if you check the Providence Journal or read in the Providence Journal, the Newport Parade Marshal charged with DUI, you know, how irresponsible. That was embarrassing what happened over the weekend in Newport where they still insisted, uh, like laughing, like going to swim when there's a shark in the water and still having a St. Patrick's Day celebration in Newport and the people dressed up in green and blah, blah, blah. Newport is getting hit hard. Newport that relies on tourism. Newport cannot afford to have a pandemic spread, turn into a hotspot. Newport, because they were regular open for business, Newport had people from all over come in, including busloads of college kids from, um, from New Rochelle, New York, which is the containment zone. You know, that, that was a poor decision. And you could tell Newport to me, they're like uh, the mayor and Larry, the mayor and Jaws, you know, um, Remember, enemy means friendly, and we're open, and it's going to be a best summer, and you see people enjoying themselves. And Newport, their first vote was to still do the parade. And then you see that uh, the Grand Marshal charged with DUI, even though they didn't have the parade. Then they took a second vote from pressure from the state, and then they didn't have it. But then they still signaled, hey, we're open for business. I think that was a very poor decision. And you're realizing why. I hope some people now are realizing. For instance, the story in the Providence Journal Rhode Island Hospital may face grim choices if it spikes. How about the, uh, uh, right now, the dwindling supply of ventilators? Who would ever think that that is a big commodity now and we don't have enough of them? The ventilators, that's huge. And I'm also reading in the Providence Journal, state health officials keeping track ventilators in the availability of intensive care unit beds, that's the ICU, instructing staff reuse unsoiled surgical masks for up to two days so they don't burn through their dwindling supply of protective equipment folks this is not business as usual at at the hospitals and i hope also people recognize and see that when you have you know how are these nba players getting it there's a story you know kevin garnett and a number of the the new um, brooklyn nets that they have the virus and you have to wonder that's how, how are they getting it i mean it's it's spreading that way and apparently one of the nets is very very sick the other some of the other ones they they feel fine i like the idea that they're saying and i'm not sure who exactly said it it could have been uh, dr sanjay gupa but but act pretend think of yourself as your contagious and that's how you have to act around other people because then you don't want to you don't want to spread it you don't want to be a spreader I received an email, and remember, you can always email me, john at dipetro.com. And they, they, there are some people that are upset that the schools, and I'm seeing on the front page of the Providence Journal, at school, three virus takeaways, breakfast, lunch, computers. Um, I, you know, to me, that's I, I agree with everything the person was saying to me, that look at how now they started off with just like a, a free breakfast. It used to be breakfast was provided for children in poverty, 
they receive free breakfast. Then it turned into lunch. Now most, now the schools, everybody gets it. Now it's become that even when the kids aren't in school, the parents are not expected to prepare the meal. I, I agree with all that, but to me, the t- the time for that argument is just not right now. We just that's that's an argument when you when you have almost the freedom and the ability to. I I, I agree with you and those that are saying it. I, I I don't. I should say I don't disagree with that. They're right. Look at how this has now morphed into that it became as just in case the child wasn't getting enough. It was provided as as kind of like a little extra crutch, if you will, as almost a fallback. All right, let's make sure the kids are fed properly, so we'll make sure that they have lunch and and, um, breakfast and lunch. And now it has turned into, even when there is no school, even when there is no school, now the schools are provided. And that's something I, I just still come back. And I, to me, part of it, though, is that's almost like an argument for another day. Um, I'm not disagreeing with those. And many of you have emailed me this and posted things like that on uh, my Facebook page, John DePietro Show. Uh, but I, I just don't know if, if right now is, is the time. What, what has to happen, it's, I, don't, I don't know if that's a priority argument is, is what I'm saying. I don't think you're wrong. And, and, and someone, I received an email from someone that said that, you know, it's a neighbor and they're going to the school and they're picking up all these extra meals and they, they you know she sees her shopping and she's got the ebt cards and they're driving expensive cars and blah 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 i i'm, I'm sure a lot of that is going on but it, it has to you have to look at that as in any situation there's a 10 percent maybe is it 10 percent something that will take advantage but you have to focus on the rest in in stores they deal right with theft and they have theft prevention, but there's a certain percentage that there's going to be theft with any type of retail operation or a bar or anything with cash, anything like that. Um, Everyone is talking about germs, about algae, about mildew. No, I know they're talking about the virus. What about some of the viruses outside your home? As the weather's getting warmer, now is the time. Let's make your property, home or business, look as best it can with Bethel Softwash. Look for them on Facebook, Bethel Softwash. Now, you can text Jared at Bethel, B-E-T-H-E-L, Bethel Softwash of Lincoln. Free day, free same-day text estimate at 401-617-2585. Text him at 401 617 2585. And what I mean is, if you text Jared, this is what my house looks like. He'll give you a free estimate right there. I'm talking outside your home. I encourage you to visit their Facebook page and you can see the before and after and what a difference it makes. Bethel soft washing is the low pressure system. It won't harm the surface. Low pressure H2O combined with the biodegradable chemical removes those biological elements like uh, algae and uh, mildew, and you don't need it. The biodegradable plant-safe solution. Wait to see the difference. Now, I tell people, go to, uh, log on to the Facebook page, Bethel Certified Softwash. Bethel Softwash, and look at the before and after. What a difference it makes. Bethel Certified Softwash Power Wash for your home, for your business, for your walkway, for your patio, for your deck. Make your home look beautiful. Get rid of that mold and algae instead bethel certified softwash you can also text jared at 401-617-2585 make an appointment free estimate 
2585 and look for them on Facebook. It's Bethel Certified Soft Wash, right in Lincoln, Bethel Certified Soft Wash. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by MEGA, MEGA Professionals. Call them today, 508-336-7801. 508-336-7801. Now, what exactly do they do, MEGA Professionals? They are here to help you run your business by finding you workers. And maybe you need workers. Maybe you need drivers, workers, certified help, part-time, full-time, weekend work, uh, local, a.k.a. sleep-at-home drivers, class A, B, non-CDL, warehouse workers, mechanics, skilled workers, labor, healthcare professionals, office professionals. You need workers. You need MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals. You're trying to run your business. I, listen, it's a hassle trying to hire people, go through all the resumes, set up the interviews. Instead, it's one phone call to help you with your company. MEGA professionals. 508-336-7801, 508-336-7801 from MEGA Professionals. I think it kind of falls under that. So, and, and I can understand someone frustrated and someone ought to say something. I, I, I'm just uh, convinced that this is the right time and climate to say anything because it's it's an uncertainty. It's John DePietro. You're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go till 2. It's AM 1380. I see in the Providence Journal, China and the coronavirus. And they say it'll surely reappraisal communist China by the rest of the world, the outcome. Their state-run media agency uh, raised the prospect China could impose pharmaceutical export controls that could plunge us into the sea of the coronavirus. The journal writes, for years, critics have warned American companies relying too heavily on China. Protection, such essentials, medical supplies, pharmaceutical, even high-tech elements used by our military. President Trump said Tuesday does not envision such a cutoff, but China clearly touched about any international attention on its role in the spread of the coronavirus. The virus emerged in the city of Wuhan late November, Government may have stifled its spread to the rest of the world by immediately welcoming the international medical community and initiating quarantines. Instead, it initially kept the disease a secret, including with its own people, and used its recessive powers, blocked citizens from spreading word of the danger on social media. Meanwhile, some 10,000 people a day flew from China to the United States. On January 31st, President Trump, dealing with an impeachment drive, halted flights from China. The order drew condemn, um, he was condemned from some political rivals. In hindsight, it may have prevented the United States from suffering some of the massive outbreaks that occurred in Europe. This is in the Providence Journal editorial. Chinese propagandists, meanwhile, floated a conspiracy theory. The U.S. Army brought the virus to Wuhan. China is now reporting the spread of the coronavirus has almost stopped in the country. One always takes official pronouncement from such a regime cautiously, but if it's true, that'd be welcome news. When it's over... Seems certain people in the U.S., much of the world, reevaluate long-standing relationships with China. When companies began shifting massive amounts of production out of the U.S. into China, many believed the rising economic well-being of the Chinese people would lead to liberaliz- liber- liberalization. 
Uh, and instead, all they did, as you know, is they built up the military, stole our intellectual property technology from U.S. companies. Cheap production no longer seems like a, such a nifty deal in a regime disrespects the rule of law, fails to protect the world's people and economy from ruinous health tr uh, threats. When the world picks up the pieces in the months ahead, hope serious attention will be paid to the moving production in less dangerous countries. You know, that is exactly right, and that is something that I think, and I've mentioned to you, that the president, President Trump should get more credit for that. He has not gotten a lot of credit for it. And as I've mentioned, when you have the... Uh, that Rhode Island Department of Health, Dr. Nicole Scott, she was one of the ones that said that when President Trump banned uh, flights coming in from China, that that was fueling anti-Chinese sentiment. And that obviously was wrong. Uh, the first report that I saw was December 31st, New Year's Eve. When I saw a timeline, I believe that was the first time that we heard about it as far as that it was reported but according now they're saying that it was actually in november that this um started to take hold from there and uh but they they kept it a secret and they did not even let people um when this thing first started the virus emerged in late november so late november that would be um you know right around thanksgiving leading into the month of, of obviously december but my point is that was really a month before the world found out that something was going on in china and when you look at that president trump in the middle of the whole impeachment think how long ago that seems the whole impeachment nonsense and but he stood up to them and and said you know too bad we're halting flights from china and now you know all the people and you still have that the rhode island health department dr scott saying a lot of this um she won't acknowledge that the president did something right and that that really may have halted it now as bad as it is right now if the president had not halted those flights from china this this thing could be a lot worse so i recognize it's it, it is difficult and i just hope people realize and and look at if people look beyond themselves and I've been saying this, but the, the hospitals are being overrun. That's really what happens. I know so many people take this as, what do we keep hearing? It's like the flu. You just wash your hands. It's like the flu. Well, it's, it's obviously worse than the flu, and it's becoming obviously far, far more deadly. Now, not as deadly as of yet, but anyone that says that more people die of the flu, I always like to point out that is true, and there's a vaccine. You can get a flu shot, and then a lot of people still die from the flu. So for those that try to make that argument, um, and there are still some people not taking it serious. If you go online, people in San Francisco are not going along with the guidelines. You had the Cranston West kids that were all over uh, on Saturday treating it like it was vacation. I think some of the messaging has been a little sloppy on the local level when it was being presented as this is your April vacation. You can't use the word vacation. But the situation in Newport, you mark my words, that's going to come back to haunt them. That was a mistake having everybody come in like defying uh everybody else is worried about it but we're partying and celebrating saint patrick's day here in the city of newport the city by the sea and that brought in people from all over people from boston went to newport people as i said from new jersey buses from new rochelle new york college kids um they all headed to newport and in newport maybe they i don't know i would imagine they had at least a, a big weekend 
Friday, Saturday they probably did. But but who knows how this how bad this could end up uh, in going forward. And then if Newport gets this bad spread, and I'm not sure how they're not going to, um, they they just did not take it serious. To me, it, it reminds me of um, the mayor in Jaws, right? Larry, who refuses. And uh, what about the summer? The summer people, they'll go to another island. And, and and then look what they ended up with. It's John DePietro. And remember, weekdays, we start at 11. We go till 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at DePietro.com and visit the website, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. And uh, right at the top, you could just click on Listen Live. This is the John DePietro Show. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought by Henry Oil since 1947. What a Rhode Island success story. Folks, call them today, 401-521-0200, Henry Oil. It's Carmine, it's Lori. As I said, since 1947, full-service fuel company, fuel oil, diesel, gasoline delivery, 24-hour burner service for contracted regular customers. They have oil burner service and installation, automatic delivery, budget plans, lock and cap pricing, serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. You can depend on Henry Oil. Call them today, 401-521-0200, 401-521-0200. Reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. Fuel oil, diesel, gasoline delivery. It's Henry Oil, residential and commercial fuel oil delivery. Go with a local company that you can support and depend on Henry Oil in 1947. It was Carmine Henry DeSanto delivered that fuel oil with a single truck operation from his gas station on Manton Avenue in Providence. And now the tradition continues. Reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery serving Rhode Island and parts of Mass since 1947. Call my friends at Henry Oil today, 401 521 0200 401-521-0200 you can also as i mentioned check out their website it's henryoil.com henryoil.com take advantage of the lock and cap pricing or the oil burner service and installation or their automatic delivery or their budget plans full service fuel company that you can depend on henry oil call them today 401-521-0200 Henry Oil, 401-521-0200, online at henryoil.com. Remember, for your business, Mega Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-336. 21 and MEG Mega Truck and Trailer Repair, commercial trailers, diesel equipment. Remember, free estimates. Call them today, 508 336 2110. Mega Truck and Trailer Repair, FHWA Inspections or Rhode Island State Inspection Station, Trailer Pickup and Delivery, 24 hour mobile service, ABS repairs, brakes, doors. If it's on a trailer, they can fix it. Mega Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them. 508-336-2110, 508-336-2110 for MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Folks, it's John DePietro. 
You're listening to The John DePietro Show. We're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Now, Dan, we are going to touch on Rhode Island, but I would like to start with uh, the Boston Globe. Number of state cases in mass now rise to 218 as Governor Baker announces help to local health boards. But the other story and headline of the Boston Globe that is truly frightening is hospitalizations for the coronavirus escalate in greater Boston. The picture that is shown, which shows uh, the people in full garb as far as protective gear, yellow tents behind them, I mean, and, and set up triage, it, it does look like something out of, I, I don't know what it would look like, almost like a wartime triage setup. I mean, it kind of reminds me of anyone that used to watch the old show MASH, <laughs> where they were just setting up the tents and living in. This is, um, I'd like you, if you don't mind, just talk about the situation in Massachusetts to start off and Governor Baker. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the challenge that they're running to, and these are the big states, you know, the, the Massachusetts and the New Yorks of the world, of course, you're going to probably see this Florida, California as well, is, is that you do have, you know, a, a very sort of healthy uh, uh, health system, right, in these states, right? These are not places where you don't, where you have a lack of hospitals and things like that. The real challenge, though, is it, what everybody's seeing is, okay, the numbers continue to climb. At some point, you're going to hit a, a point where you're going to, ha- where you probably are going to have a real jump in these numbers. The number of ICU beds um, are, are, is the real major concern. And so right now, you're in an okay place, generally speaking. But I think what, what the Massachusetts health system is really preparing for is this deep fear that you're going to have, you know, uh, thousands of people who need who need real intensive care, uh, and, and they're in the, the the system's just going to be overloaded. That's why they talk so much. You know, it, you hear a lot of people, you know, refer to the phrase "flatten the curve." It's not about we want fewer people to get sick. Period. It's we want fewer people to get sick over a short period of time what, what you the right. ideal thing here is you know it, it, again if, if you're listening to experts who say you know m- you know half of us or more will end up getting some version of this you want this to spread out so that you and i can potentially still talk on the phone when we're sick and, and, and you know and broadcast and generally live our lives but you don't want you know thousands of people lining up at the hospital. I think Massachusetts is preparing for that. I mean, I think every state really is, but where you're seeing the big chunk. I will say, John, that that, that I think Governor Baker has done a, uh, I think he's really bounced back. Of course, being out of state initially, real bad yes. look for him, but he's taken, you know, really taken charge. I think he he followed some of the things that Governor Raimondo has done. And then he, he out of it, right? He, 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 was, he was quicker on, uh, restaurants and, and bars closing that then Rhode Island was. And so I think he's, you know, he's shown why he is considered such a good leader. And so, you know, so far so good there, but there is real concern that, that especially for ICU beds, that there are not going to be enough available. You know, and that's a big problem. I was reading that, or actually I heard an interview with the governor of New York, Governor Cuomo, when he said that he spoke to President Trump and president, the president said to him, what do you need? And he said, I, I need the Army Corps of Engineers because I need to build hospitals. Apparently, and he said in China, they built two hospitals in two yeah. weeks. Now, you know, around here, that would be impossible. <laughs> Can you imagine that type of production thing here? But when you have the Army Corps of Engineers, 
you're literally going to see hospitals going up in, and, and not like, you know, a Rhode Island hospital type, but, but just something that could function right. as a hospital. And now, Dan, right now, do you have any thought is how is it that Massachusetts and Rhode Island that basically a little bit off, but Massachusetts seemingly, I know they're a bigger state, but 200 more cases confirmed of the coronavirus. Now, do you think, is that a matter because they're testing more people or how can there be such a discrepancy? I think I heard the governor say Rhode Island's testing 100 a day. And, and uh, I heard someone else, a state saying that, that at some point they want to get up to 5,000 yeah. a day. But any thought as to, because both states started at the same starting line. And then all of a sudden to be 200 over Rhode Island. Yeah, I mean, I think to be very clear, you and I, and I think I, I would think the governor would acknowledge, I think the governor, in fact, did acknowledge yesterday that that it is very likely that there are lots of people out there who ha- who would test positive, who are sick or who maybe who have been sick, um, who, 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 are, who are likely you know, infected or have been infected with the coronavirus, right? So the numbers are based solely on the people who actually get tested, right? So, so I think that's one factor. I think another factor, Massachusetts, remember that Biogen conference for, for you know, which is where a big cluster of, um, of infected people kind of came from and where that sort of spread, right? That, that was yep. in Boston. So I think you do see a little bit more of that. The other thing to, to keep in mind, and early on in, in the Rhode Island case, uh, you know, w- when it was coming just from St. Ray's, you, you remember you'd hear, okay, there are three positive tests in Rhode Island. Uh, there is one person in Massachusetts who actually was involved with Rhode Island, but they're a Massachusetts resident. We have not gotten a true update on that front just yet. We don't know how many people are okay. sick in, or, you know, who maybe let's say you work for the hospital here or, or something like that, where you're sick here, but maybe you live just over the line in Connecticut. Maybe you live just over the line in Massachusetts. We have not gotten a very clear update. So I think that's part of it as well. Um, you know, I, potentially Rhode Island did a better job than, than some other places, but I think more realistically, it's that, yeah, we're testing fewer people and I think the, the, the real, that Biogen conference was a, was a major factor for Massachusetts. That def- Remember, if you ever find yourself in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. 401-272-3340 for West Fountain Auto Body. It's Kenny. It's Patricia. Maybe Kaylee answers the line. Look for them on Facebook. West Fountain Auto Body, located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. They're right behind the Providence Public Safety Complex. So you're riding along and you're maybe minding your own business and going the speed limit. And boom, you just never know when you can find yourself in an accident. You have people that are texting and driving or they're drunk drivers or you have people that they're compromised or they're they're on something or whatever it may be. People just, they're not paying attention. They're texting. They go through a stop sign. They go through a red light. Uh, they drive very recklessly through a parking lot. And all of a sudden, you have damaged your vehicle. Well, the first thing you want to do is call 911, fill out a police report. If you can drive your vehicle, your first phone call is to West Fountain, 401 401- 272-3340. Maybe you know someone. Do you have a family member or a friend or someone you work with 
that was in a car accident. Listen, it's it's uh, number one, it shakes you up. Number two, hopefully you're okay. But number three, let's get the car fixed. Call West Fountain, 272-3340. They're going to work for you, not the insurance company. Now, if you're in an accident and you can't drive your vehicle, it was that badly damaged, when the tow truck shows up, tell them, bring this vehicle to West Fountain Auto Body. Look for them on Facebook. This is where I would bring your car. This is where I bring friends' car, family. They will repair your vehicle. They'll handle everything for you. Showroom-like condition. Get it back on the road. West Fountain Auto Body. Since 1927. 401-272-3340. 401-272-3340. Look for them on Facebook. West Fountain Auto Body. Escalated, folks. It's John DePietro. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. We're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Dan, I hear from people that work locally at our hospitals, and they tell me two things. Number one, the amount of people in Rhode Island that work in Boston and then come back, and number two, uh, almost heated conversation. I actually had a heated conversation with someone yesterday, insisting the number is much higher than that. Our hospitals are under. Uh, duress, and there were people that are infected, and I I, I tell them, I I don't know what to tell you. You know, the press conferences are held. There's Dr. Nicole Scott, there's there's, uh, Governor Raimondo, and they say that's the number. I I certainly can't go over there and say I want to, or Dan McGowan can't, right? We want to look at your records and so forth. This is one of those situations when they stand up there and they say that's the number, that has to be the accepted number. I I agree, And, and I hear the frustration with some people in their voices saying like that it's it's much higher than that. And, and, and I tell them I have no control over that. I don't know if you've encountered that or you hear from a lot of people, but I, I get the feeling at any day now we're definitely going to see this thing, thing spike because it let's let's be logical. It doesn't make sense that two states side by side. Um, and, and, and in all due respect, I, I haven't seen us do anything differently no, right. than, than Massachusetts. So I know like the governor was on with Wolf Blitzer and, and everyone's doing what they can. I think they're both trying to, uh, display leadership, but it's not like we've taken some dramatic different course of action as a result of Baker didn't. That's why they have 200. More no, it, you're, you're hundred percent right. By the way, a lot of people are giving us credit, uh, for, you know, doing the, the closures of schools or the closures of restaurants bars. Let's be very clear. The number was pretty low uh, before those decisions were made, right? The, the, the closure of bars and restaurants and schools were this week. Uh, and so the numbers were, were already relatively low. So it's hard to, you know, exactly suggest that because Rhode Island took, you know, extra steps that you're not seeing as many cases. I think for the people out there, because I'm getting the same emails and calls from people saying, you know, I know this person tested positive or I know, you know, I know what's happening in these, you know, uh, in the hospitals when they're having staff meetings and having these conversations. Uh, you're exactly right. I mean, it, the, we get a lot of you should do more investigative reporting. It's real hard when the when the officials say, here's what the number is. And I will tell you this, you know, you've gone to the, the hospital questions and the official line right now isn't a denial. It is not a denial that there are people who are who are sick or there might be, you know, a doctor here or a healthcare worker here. It's we're referring to the Department of Health. And and so that's that's right. sort of the, the official line uh, right now. And so I, I think it's I think I think I understand the frustration frustrated. Look, we want the the most accurate and real numbers out to right. to get out to people too. And 
this is incredibly important because again, if this spreads, you know, if this were to spread through a hospital, if this were to spread through a nursing home, I mean, go look out in, in Washington where this really broke out in Seattle or outside of Seattle. You know, it starts in the nursing homes where, you know, you have a bunch of a vulnerable population, you have people get sick, it gets spread and boom, you've got a crisis. So I, I think that, that there's, there's no doubt that we're sort of waiting for that next kind of shoe drop. Um, but your point, you're right. I mean, right now we sort of have to rely on the numbers that are being given to us by the Department of Health. Dan McGowan, what do you think the governor is going to announce about the schools? Because on the one hand, if you look at some of the numbers, I mean, and, and I received an email from a, a restaurant person saying, based on the numbers of 23 positive, 2,500 self-quarantine, uh, 403 tests negative, 305 pending. Based on that, it certainly sounds that she should would announce that uh, starting next week, the kids are going back to school and all the bars and restaurants going to open. I just don't think that's the case. And not when you have in Massachusetts, and I'm looking at your reporting, where Boston has closed school through April 27th. So what do you think Governor Mundo's going to do about is, the There is no chance that, that students will be back in next week. Let's so be very clear about that. My guess is she's going to uh, do exactly what she did last week in many ways, which is sort of hedge her bets. I think, I think she'll take immediate action by saying, look, you know, we're ordering every school to not open. We're going to do this some version of virtual learning. Maybe she puts a, 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 a light time frame on it. Maybe you say, maybe you do it to match Boston, right? You say two, three weeks uh, through, you know, through the, or say through the end of April, just like to, for the even number. Um, I think she's very hesitant to say schools canceled for the rest of the year for the exact reason that that you're giving uh, separate from schools, which is in, in the restaurant industry. Don't make no mistake about it. When, when Mayor Lorza uh, said last week before everybody else that, that, you know, he doesn't want people going out to bars and restaurants when he was limiting the number of people that could be out in public, the number of calls that went directly to the mayor screaming at him, telling wow. him, you know, you're going to, you're going to ruin my business, these kind of things. That's what really happens. And don't think for a second that there aren't a bunch of restaurant owners right now who are saying, wait a minute, the numbers have barely moved all week. Why can't we open next week? Right. I think what the, the governor needs to do for both schools, for restaurants, for lots of businesses is to, you know, continue to make the case that, look, this is the beginning. Things seem to be going okay, but you know, we, we don't know what next week will look like. Um, you know, in some ways, it, this is a weird way of saying it, but you do have to wonder if the state could show, hey, 10 new cases, 20 new cases, then you make the case for, look, we told you this wasn't done. We told you this was going to happen. You have to say hunker down. If we get to Friday and there are 25 cases here, I do think you're going to start to hear from uh parents who are saying like look i'm gonna i'm gonna lose my job even if i do still have a job because i have to take care of my kids i think you're gonna hear that from restaurants and businesses as well now dan you have a very interesting story about the providence superintendent and this is something that he has uncovered and people think about all right let the kids go home and they have chromebooks we're going to do virtual learning and boy harrison peters has really stepped into a challenge yeah i mean talk about a guy who comes in a month ago, less than a month ago, and his job is to, you know, reform the school district that has been failing for generations. And then they say, oh, by the way, we're going to hand you a global pandemic to deal with, too. 
uh, I don't envy this guy at all. What, what he's saying right now is, look, the first priority is make sure, you know, the kids who don't, who don't always get to eat lunch at home, we need to get them set. We need to get Chromebooks in the hands or laptops in the hands of every kid, which they seem to be doing. I asked him, what's the number one thing you need? And he, and he, he almost, he, it was almost a desperation call. He said, we need Wi-Fi. You need to tell everybody that we need Wi-Fi access. Because, right, if you're going to have some sort of extended online learning platform, you do need internet access to make that possible. And the libraries can't handle, you know, thousands and thousands of kids popping in all, you know, all the time. Uh, in fact, they're, most of them are closed or, or doing, you know, remote stuff. So I, I, it, this is an, a, a very difficult task. And what it, what it also does is, you know, you and I talked for months and months and months about, wait, when are they going to tell us what they're doing with Providence schools? Boy, this could push that, you know, that conversation, you know, away for another several weeks or months. And then who knows where you end up at the beginning of next year, assuming everything is, you know, is, is healthy and everyone can go back to school. So this sets back, I think, Providence a great way. And it's a heck of a task for a, for a brand new superintendent who's probably still you know, learning the streets of Providence at this point. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Quartz Plumbing of Cumberland. Do you need a good plumber? Are you in need of a good plumber? You know, suddenly you have a plumbing emergency? Well, call Victor Quartz today at 401-714-8478. Whether it's problems with your pipes or your drain, repair and maintenance, you can depend on Quartz Plumbing of Cumberland. Family-run business over 20 years. Call Victor Quartz today at Quartz Plumbing of Cumberland, 401-714-8478. Fully licensed and insured, a plumbing service you can depend on. You're in need of a plumber, something wrong, the bathroom, the kitchen, some pipes, a drain. Call Quartz Plumbing of Cumberland today, 401 714 8478-401-714-8478. Family-run business over 20 years. Call Victor Quartz at Quartz Plumbing today. It's John DePietro. We're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Dan, uh, just before I let you go, if you could just touch on two stories. One is uh, your colleague, Ed Fitzpatrick, had a very uh, unique. He had some exclusive information regarding what now is really shaping up to be. If this all goes forward, and right now this week, you know, the courts are closed, but it is the upcoming Jeff Britt trial, and we're getting more indication of what the defense is going to be. And he uh, he had a very the Globe had a very interesting tidbit about some interaction allegedly between uh, Britt and the Speaker's Chief of Staff Leo Skenyon. That's right. Well, this is a this is one of those uh, things that has been uh, behind the scenes that that you know people have been saying to us and to Ed certainly for months. You know, uh, there, there's the, everybody's been kind of saying, "Wait a minute! Don't believe for a second that the speaker's office or the speaker's chief of staff didn't know you know what was happening." In fact, they you know wanted Jeff Britt to allegedly to sign some sort of affidavit that said the speaker knew nothing about this. Uh, and finally, it made its way into court documents, because as you know, the gossip that we hear, even if it's from very reliable, almost direct yep. sources, 
you know, it's one thing to say it to us. And then when we ask to say this on the record, they tell us, no, 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 you can, you know, you, you can't do that. It's another thing to put it into court documents. And the other, the other really fascinating thing, I think you and I find this very interesting is one of the first times that I can remember in a high profile trial, um, uh, maybe going back to the bloody Sancy days is the, the names of media members getting pulled yes. into potential witness list. Uh, I think it puts media members in a really tough bind because look, we all have conversations with, you know, you and I've talked about this, Jeff Britt, uh, for years has been, you know, somebody who, who talks to the media very regularly. Uh, and so to be in a spot where maybe you get called to the stand as a radio host or as, you know, uh, an online founder, Josh Fenton, for example, you know, what exactly are you are, are, are you to say to a judge uh, about maybe a private conversation that you were involved in? Yeah, and that's a major problem uh, for those that didn't see it. But Josh Fenton, who Dan worked with at Go Local, and uh, Dan York at WPRO, both are on the witness list. Now, I can tell you, as a media person, I'll be interested to see how they cover that and if both of them try to go under the the journalist shield of some kind. Because I have personal experience. I was subpoenaed in the Plunderdome trial. I was subpoenaed initially in the um, Mark DeSisto when he was doing the special prosecutor investigating the um, who's who leaked the tape mm-hmm. to Jim Terracani of NBC 10. And there's a longer story there, but uh, it wasn't something we took lightly and we fought it and I did fight it. And the radio station HJJ at the time, we fought it. We hired Joe Cavanaugh. And what we ended up settling on was uh, that it was going to be a very narrow lane of questioning that I would answer to simply because in our business, it is death knell bad for business. If someone who relies on you rely on as a source and they confide things to you, they then see you in open court talking about it. Oh. And, 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 and I, I can't tell you how much after that I had to do damage control. I'm not going to say anything. Uh, and it, and it took a while and, and it, it does really impact things. And if Kavanaugh had not been able to navigate that, I was then also again subpoenaed by the CNC people. And um, they wanted me to do a deposition beforehand. And then they initially barred me from the trial. <laughs> and then we fought that as well. So I do have some experience with it. And I want to tell you, it, but it, it's bad for business because there were people during that period who would not return my phone calls. Of course. Yeah, well, it's, it, it's bad for business. It's Let's be honest. It's very stressful. You, my, my one experience as a reporter in in a legal system was the city of Providence sued me back when I worked for Go Local to try to get me to kill a story, and it was ridiculous. It was an awful lawsuit. But do you know what it's like? I mean, you know, to, to, to be told to be served a subpoena is a very nerve wracking thing. It is, and so yeah. so you know, it takes its toll there. It also, I mean, what if this potentially goes to trial it, what and if it, you know if there isn't some sort of you know shield or, or if there isn't really a narrow line of questioning for the media you know it becomes a very interesting thing because oh, what boy. what is you know my question is always it's one thing look we talk to my job is to talk to sources right and right. and when it's off the record and when it's you know just over the phone we all can say hey you're being stupid here you know you give your 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 advice not advice that you should do this you just say hey come on what's going on here you do that thing but you know do you go down this path where you know people are asking you were you an advisor to the speaker were you an advisor right. to mr Britt? uh and, and and that becomes a very ugly thing for the media 
Um, you know, the back of my, my gut still tells me that this thing ends up being, you know, uh, uh, not going to the trial of the century. As a reporter, I'm hoping it does. But yeah, I'm very interested in the media narrative. I'm very interested in how the, the speaker's office will be able to wiggle around this idea that, you know, Jeff Britt was asked to sign an affidavit that wasn't true. Um, and at the very least, I think this is going to be ugly for everyone, even if Mr. Britt is the only one who's actually done anything wrong. Right. And just one thing there's been, I don't know if you've heard this been is, well, no, we asked him to sign it because it was true that the speaker didn't know it. So that's what they're saying is, oh, we asked him to sign it because he knew that the speaker didn't know anything about it. But that was that was so pivotal because that was really the breakoff point. It showed you the level of trust that Leo Skenyon had at the time that he actually was sent and he thought he could get Brick to sign that. So, well, well, and one, 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 one more thing on that, John, I'm sorry that the, the other thing is that that. To talk about that level of trust, I mean, look, the chief of staff for the Speaker of the House, it doesn't matter if it's the Speaker, the last one, or the, you know, 10 speakers ago, the chief of staff is generally speaking, you think the Speaker is the most powerful person in Rhode Island? It's the chief of staff who's really the most powerful person in Rhode Island because they're making all the decisions. And let's be very clear, the chief, Leo Skenyon and Jeff Britt remained in very close contact for a long, long time after that 2016 campaign. Yes. And it also just showed, Dan, that as someone explained to me and a defense attorney explained to me that he described it as prior to that, they were maintaining what they call all hands in the middle, kind of like when you do a huddle with a team and then you all right, you know, win on three, one, two, three, win. And they were all maintaining that that broke it up right there uh, when Britt refused to sign that document. But I am hearing from an aide to the speaker that tracked me down or a friend, I should say, a friend friend of the speaker tracked me down and said, oh, no, no, the reason they asked him to sign that, because that's what the truth was. Dan McGowan, each day I wake up, I get an email uh, that says roadmap and tell people how they can get it. Yeah, every day you're going to get new information from me about usually the last couple of weeks is going to be the coronavirus, probably the next couple of weeks too. Uh, you do get some original reporting, like you mentioned, Ed Fitzpatrick's uh, Jeff Britt story. You know, I had an interesting take today on the superintendent of Providence, uh, examples like that. Every day before 8 a.m., it goes to your inbox. It's totally free of charge. If you just send a blank email to rinews at globe.com, rinews at globe.com, I'll know what it is, and you'll start getting it first thing tomorrow morning. Folks, he's Dan McGowan. Dan, great job. We'll talk to you again. Thanks so much, John. Have a good one. If you're a business owner, in today's world, listen, Customers are judging you by your website. And for most people, when people hear about a company, let's face it, you don't have the yellow pages anymore. Most people, they go online and they want to look at your website and that's how they're judging you. So that's their first introduction to you. It's not so much, you know, people would put a lot into the sign or the front of their store. Now, think about it. Your website, that is your signage. That is the first introduction. And that's why my friend Karen Etchells at InnoVast is here to help. She redesigned DePetro.com. I've worked with Karen for over 20 years. You can reach her today for a free consultation at 401-321-2799. 401-321-2799. Karen Etchells at InnoVast. Now is the time. Now it's 2020. When's the last time you freshened up your website? Maybe when you first got it. And then you don't realize when you first set it online or had someone do it and you don't even remember who did it. 
and it's not as effective as it could be. Much like, you know, you need to sometimes paint the outside of your building or maybe、um, inside your store, you realize, hey, maybe we need some new carpeting or a new tile. Well, the same goes for your website. If you've been thinking about updating your website or you have questions, maybe get the most out of your social media. You can get a free consultation from Karen Etchells, local digital marketing ex professional, well, marketing professional. She is excellent and she's been doing this for over 25 years. Contact my friend Karen Etchells, Innovast Digital Marketing. Now, if you go to my website, topetro.com, you'll see her right at the bottom. So that's a click,、uh, an easy link. If you can't remember the name or you can't remember the phone number, I'm going to give them both again. But the very least, all you have to do is make your way to depetro.com. And at the very bottom, you'll see Innovast, innovast.com, and then her photos right there. Karen Etchells, again, take advantage, free consultation, 401 321 or find Karen online at innovast.com. Go to log on to depetro.com. And at the very bottom, You'll see the link and you can contact her. So, whatever your business is, it doesn't matter whether you're a dentist or a restaurant or whatever business you're in. You need an updated website. Contact Karen Etchells. It's Innovast Digital Marketing. I N N O V A V A S T. Innovast Digital Marketing. And again, 401 321 Take advantage free consultation with Karen. And also check out her work. I love it. I've worked with her over 20 years. You can see her link at depetro.com. Remember for your business. Mega truck and trailer repair. Call them today, 508 336 2110. Truck and trailer repair, commercial trailers, diesel equipment. Remember, free estimates. Call them today, 508 336 2110. Truck and trailer repair. FHWA inspections or an island state inspection station. Trailer pickup and delivery. 24 hour mobile service. ABS repairs, brakes, doors. If it's on a trailer, They can fix it. Mega truck and trailer repair. Call them 508 336 2110. 508 336 2110 for Mega truck and trailer repair.